were finally felled by COVID. Yes, after three years of successfully avoiding it. Increasingly rare, but you also haven't had it. I have not had it. I mean, as far as I know, like maybe I did have it and just never was symptomatic and... Maybe everyone I know is just crazy and it goes nowhere and does nothing. Like, I don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe everyone you know is just agoraphobic and that's the reason. (laughs) But a lot of these people go to work, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. I still like we still mask indoor in public places, although we eat in restaurants now. So, yeah. So I'm like surprised that we haven't gotten it. I was going to say, especially my East Coast friends and family where like it's much harder to live this outdoors as much as possible life. Yeah, I've been tempted to get the antibody test because I'm curious. But you'll have them now because of vaccines, won't you? Yeah, I don't I don't know. But th- there I think there is some kind of like antibody test that can test to see if you've had the oh, really? illness, not the vaccine. Yeah, I don't know. But I... Um, I'm curious because we definitely think like for sure we should have gotten it last Christmas, but no symptoms. So I don't know. Yeah, like pre-rapid tests and vaccines, I remember that they tested for antibodies when I donated blood. So I was like, I know that up to that point I had had no COVID. (laughs) And then post that I was in so much isolation. I was like, seems very unlikely that I ever had it without knowing, which is less true for other people, I think. I I do feel like my chances of getting it are growing by the day. Honestly, Um, I'm surprised I escaped it for so long because I haven't been like a total shut in, you know? Yeah, exactly. But there are people who are living much more exciting lives who have apparently still not gotten it, which is shocking to me. Anyway. Anyway. Welcome to Romcomathon. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. And this month, we are talking about the Alison Brie movie on Amazon Prime, uh, Somebody I Used to Know. Is that the title? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure because I also think about the song. So it's like, that, but that one is somebody that I used to know. There's definitely an issue when a title is like somewhat generic where you're like, does this movie really not exist already? I know. Anyway, I watched it last night. Same. I watched it yesterday. Um, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was a decent movie. I don't know that it's a great fit for this podcast. <laughs> Same. It was weird because as I was hitting play on Amazon Prime, it said comedy drama. And I thought, weird that romance isn't listed as one of the categories. And then once I was watching the film, I was like, oh, I see. And I just feel like the trailer grossly misled me in terms of like what I was expecting was going to be like. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, the trailer... Okay, so I actually, in my notes, have, like, a segment of our conversation when we watched the trailer, <laughs> which um, was, you watched it first, and you were like, oh my god, I was not expecting that. And I was like, I guess I'll hurry up and watch this trailer, because we were looking at, like, a list of movie options. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh no. And then, you know, like, a minute later in the trailer, I was like, Oh, you were not talking about the first revelation. You were talking about the second revelation. Yes, which was extremely <laughs> underwhelming, as it uh, turns correct. out. I will describe the plot in a moment so that this isn't so oblique. Yeah. But I remember just laughing because I was like, LOL, this like little YouTube pop-up thing that tells me which part of this trailer is, quote, most replayed. Yes, that was hilarious. Um... 
Yes, the trailer was quite misleading. Why don't you go on and describe the plot and then we can discuss the trailer? (laughs) Okay. So Alison Brie is a busy businesswoman in LA, by which I mean she's a reality show producer of something called Dessert Island, which is a great fake product. I know. And I was actually shocked that it didn't exist. I would watch the shit out of the show. Yes, 100%. Um, COVID, the pandemic, not my personal experience, has really changed me in that I feel like I had no time for this garbage before. And now I'm just like, look, you got to fill the time. <laughs> so what happens is Allison Bree's show gets canceled after three seasons. And a guy she once hooked up with on her crew is like busy that night. So she spirals about, I think, her lack of personal life mostly. I think it was the combination of like sudden vacuousness in her life because her show is now canceled and her show was her whole life. Yes, I think she was like, well, at least I had success, but now I have nothing. Which is insane because three seasons of a hit reality show is pretty good. And they still want her for other things, but it's okay. Yeah. So she goes home to visit her mom in Leavenworth, Washington, which is a real place I did not know about that apparently has exactly the vibe the movie conveyed. Oh, I thought this was a fake town and that they actually filmed in the fake German town in California. No, no, no. I have so much to tell you. Oh, okay. because they look the same. They, they, mm, well, the town in California that you're talking about is Solvang, right? Yes, it's Solvang. We've been a few times. <laughs> I, I wasn't with you, was I? I've definitely been at least twice. And one time I with, was with Alex and my parents and... Another time I thought you were with me, but maybe I was just with Alex. It's possible that I went and I don't remember. But let me disabuse you of the notion that it's German themed. It's supposedly Danish themed, according to Wikipedia. But they were eating like pretzels and shit. I'm sure they also have pretzels in Denmark. I don't know what to tell you. But the thing about Solving is that when you first mentioned it to me in your excitement for fake towns... I think you told me it was Christmas themed. Maybe they just make a big deal about Christmas. It's possible I was confused. I think they do. Because let me tell you, when we were watching this movie, we were like, what is this like tourist town they live in? Because first they're like, oh, it's always Christmas in Leavenworth, blah, 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 blah. And then we were like, it seems to be always Oktoberfest in Leavenworth. So Leavenworth, Washington is a real place that is apparently Bavarian themed. Oh, my apologies. Also famous for their like Christmas lighting festival or whatever. So they are actually German. Solving is not. But I was like, how did I not know this existed? But you know, if we didn't live in California, I would never have known about solving either. So like, I don't know how many like faux European holiday towns are scattered throughout the country that we don't know about. Well, I have a bone to pick with solving then because now I'm thinking about it. I am. Oh, I think it is Danish theme, but they have many beer gardens. Do you know Denmark well enough to say there are no beer gardens there? No, but I'm just saying that there are like hallmarks of like Bavarian culture that like Solvang has appropriated. I don't know, man. The Danish royal family has apparently visited, so. I will say that in Solvang, they do sell a lot of Danish pastries. Now that I'm like remembering, I'm like, oh yeah. But it just felt a bit Oktoberfesty. I don't feel sufficiently informed about either Danish or Bavarian culture to make these assessments. But what I do love about the Leavenworth, Washington Wikipedia page, which by the way, like I was jotting down stuff and then 
when I came back today to look at my notes, I was like, blah, 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 this fake town. And I was like, let me just Google to check if this is a real place. I'm so glad you did. So then I read this Wikipedia page, which has many hilarious snippets, including blah, 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 stereotypical fonts and names. However, the town retains wide streets and large parking lots, which are untypical of Bavaria. (laughs) (laughs) Leavenworth also features a Nutcracker Museum. We have to go. Which opened in 1995. (laughs) And it also says Leavenworth was named the ultimate holiday town USA by A&E Network. Okay, look, forget Vancouver. We were going to go for the Hot Chocolate Festival next year. Let's just go to Leavenworth. They're not far apart. So you're saying we could like feasibly do both? Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. They're not close. But like it could be like a Colorado, Utah vacation situation where like uh, one goes to one place and then migrates to the other. I'm just saying. I'm tempted. I'm, I'm open to it. Okay, sorry for that very long detour, but I just thought like that would be really important to you. It was important to me. <laughs> Maybe everyone listening now also wants to go. Maybe. Maybe everyone listening shares my love of like fake kitschy towns. What I also love is that clearly like these gimmicks work, right? Based on us right now. (laughs) Yes. They really work on me. And the Leavenworth Wikipedia page literally says, Leavenworth's transformation into a theme town was inspired and assisted by solving California. Later... The Washington town of Winthrop followed Leavenworth's example and adopted a Western town theme. We have so many towns to visit. (laughs) Although I have to say a Western theme doesn't seem quite as unique. Yeah, but I still want to see it. Fine. Well, let's see how far apart they are from each other. Okay. Great. So just tell Alex that your vacation next year has been planned (laughs) and we'll see her there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so we're in this, like, Pacific Northwest Bavaria town. Uh, She goes home, and instead of hanging out with her mom, which is purportedly the reason for her visit, she goes to a bar, runs into her ex, Jay Ellis, and spends the rest of her visit home trying to destroy his wedding. The end. Just kidding. I'll go back. Her mom is, like, sleeping with an old teacher, so she runs away to a bar, runs into the ex. They have a great day running around Oktoberfest town. And seemingly rekindle their spark, only for him to get weird when she tries to kiss him, which we very soon find out is because he is getting married this weekend. Yeah. And also went to the bar specifically to run into her. Yeah. (laughs) Which is not good. No. But to go back to our trailer conversation, that is the initial revelation that I was like, oh no, that I thought was why you were like, oh my God, this trailer. But, But it was not. No, look, he's not great. I'll say that. He's not great, as it turns out. Yes, he was one of the reasons this is not a great rom-com. <laughs> anyway, Alison Brie inadvertently crashes Jay Ellis and Kiersey Clemens' rehearsal dinner. Then, after a very warm welcome from his family, gets invited to film their wedding weekend, which is a very inappropriate ask on his mom's part. <laughs> Well, it seems like his mom is no stranger to inappropriate asks, so I didn't find that surprising. (laughs) But her ask is not as inappropriate as Alice and Brie accepting with the clear goal of breaking up the wedding and stealing the groom. Correct. Girl, no. However, she does go like river tubing with the whole wedding party, which seemed fucking fun as hell. Yes, whatever wedding weekend they've planned seems great, except for this 
completely inappropriate, unwanted guest. Yeah. So Alison Brie's making terrible choices. Uh, she does several unfortunate things, including getting her reality show assistant, I think, to track down and invite the bride's estranged parents. Yeah, who are estranged for good reason. They're dreadful. Yes. It was um, an extremely inappropriate move. But... Along the way, she realizes that the bride is pretty cool, basically like a younger, cooler, more musical version of herself. Because Alison Brie basically used to be, I don't know, like a nudist with documentary dreams. Uh, there's like a whole undercurrent of basically she and Jay Ellis dated for it's seemingly many years. Yeah, it was like five years or something. And then like I think they met in college, but she had a dream. So she left him and moved to L.A., um, I don't know what he does that he can't do anywhere else, but he's a contractor now, right? Like that's the, he says yes. at the beginning, he like works with his dad. Um, cause he built like their house. Yeah. So the groom has only been dating the bride for like six months. She's younger. She has her own dreams and his like journey in this movie is like realizing that her wanting to continue said dreams does not mean that she will also leave him like Alison Brie did. Yeah, women women can have dreams too. That was that was his role. Um there's there's a couple different layers to the situation, okay? <laughs> and Allison Bree goes back to LA where Desert Island has been renewed through the killer efforts of her assistant. Props that assistant. She's having a great career day. That assistant deserved the promotion. Correct. Yeah. So Alison Brie then hands the show off to her and runs off to, I guess, make documentaries about nudists. Uh, conveniently with Kelvin Yu, the employee slash coworker who took me a second to real to recognize, and who also, if he had only been free for a booty call six months ago, we could have avoided this entire film. That is a fact. Look, here's the thing. The movie wasn't bad. Like I didn't I didn't like have a bad time watching it, but I was confused <laughs> yes okay so first let's talk about the fact that the second trailer revelation is like a moment where you see allison brie and kiersey clemens the bride kiss leading you to go if this is on a list of like rom-coms you should watch this year do they end up together or does one of them end up with the guy but they just put it in for shock value yeah, Kirsty Clemens and Jay Ellis get married, you know, like, and Alison Brie excuses herself from the wedding, which is the appropriate action. Yes, it's a my best friend's wedding, except where you take her more seriously, which isn't really good. Yeah, um, but the movie that could have been phenomenal is the movie where Alison Brie and Kirsty Clemens hook up, get together, and leave Jay Ellis behind. That would have been <laughs> so good. I was so mad that they like squandered this whole situation. I mean, I knew that wasn't going to happen because, well, A, we would have already heard about this movie. We would not have had to wait for some, like, BuzzFeed list or whatever. True. <laughs> but B, like, they didn't set it up in a way where I thought that was at all likely. But I was yeah. kind of like, what is happening here? But this is mostly a Finding Yourself movie. Yes, yes. I was... It was a good... It was a fine movie. Yeah, it was a fine. It was a fine film. I thought there were parts that were quite funny. Um, I thought, which totally, it was like a little over the place. Like there were moments where it was actually like where the jokes were really good, and there were moments where I was like, "This isn't. This is a, like a little bit too serious." It was tough because like she's going through something real, but also she's doing so many unsupportable things. Yes, she's doing. 
she's she's making trash decisions. <laughs> Correct. The bulk of the plot is just like, oh God, Alison Brie, why? Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's that her actions are like a little more watchable if she were like younger, if she were like in her twenties or whatever. She's I don't like think this is ever She's watched. like, I don't know, like thirty seven. <laughs> like it's hard to watch. I mean, I think I was also like, I'm impressed that Alison Brie is so charming that I was able to like get through this film. Yes, I love her. She's just, she's so cute. She's adorable. Um, which is why I'm so upset that she and she and Kiersey Clemens had good chemistry. Like, I think they would have made a better couple. Well, like, let's talk about the guy, right? Uh, so here's the thing. He's adopted. And so they allude, I don't know if maybe they cut some stuff that would have developed this better, but they allude to like, oh, he has abandonment issues or like issues around parents stuff with his birth parents, which is why when Alison Brie like sneak invites these horrible parents, the bride thinks like it's because the groom has invited them. Yeah, which is an issue, Um, which Kiersey Clemens is like the best character in this film. She's like, this is entirely inappropriate. And handling this situation quite well. Yeah, frankly. Considering. Yeah, so he has like his issues that he should clearly be in therapy for. Like I really, like these things could easily be like processed in talk therapy, sir. Both that, so like from both that and Alison Brie, he has these abandonment issues. And at one point he's talking to his friend Danny Pudi being like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just afraid that, you know, the bride is going to take off like everyone else. And I was like, to be fair, though, how many women have you tried to trap into living next door to your parents? Exactly. See, that's the issue. So the reason Alison Brie leaves him all those years ago is because she wanted to try her hand at being like a big time documentary filmmaker in LA. And she was like, I have to try the LA thing. And he refused to move from their tourist town where he now lives in a house built on his parents' land. Like, sir, I think you could go to LA for a few years. Do they explicitly say that? I mean, I think that both you and I figured that that was what happened because the bride also talks about like he has this idea of what he wants his life to look like. I think I was just kind of like, oh, maybe they just had different ideas of what long term lifestyle they wanted, which is a totally valid reason to break up. But the more was revealed about him as the movie went on, the more I was like, oh, maybe it was like quite literal where he was just like, I never want to move away from Leavenworth. Which confused me because their first interaction in the film when he and she see each other at the bar, um, she's like, what are you doing these days? And he's like, and she's like, oh my God, you went to work for your dad. So at first it kind of sounded like he was stuck in this tourist town and he like wanted to get out, but somehow didn't get out. And then it was like, no, he wants to be there. There's also like a little bit of an implication that maybe he wanted kids and he wanted his whole life to just like, start at whatever age they were which let's assume was like 27 yeah which is why i was like okay like maybe they just kind of want a different thing but unclear yeah no exactly like the reason that they ended up using as like the wedge between them didn't totally make sense to me and also made him look bad they could have used another reason it was also like hard for me now i was like obviously this is going to be in my best friend's wedding situation where the bride and the groom end up getting married and are happy in the end and she goes back to her life to be like okay that was just a series of terrible decisions that i made now i'll do my own thing i've learned a lesson you know but I was like, it is now also a little hard to root for this other couple where 
like, did he find her as an Allison Brie replacement? Should they still get married because they only got engaged because she got pregnant <laughs> or they thought she was pregnant? Does she want to be touring and reproducing at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of issues with their relationship because I was like, oh, no, you guys should probably take like three more months and really think about what you want to do. Like, yeah, like maybe don't get married this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it seemed really nuts after you find out this series of issues. And also, like, it just it made him look bad. Like the first night that he's with Allison Brie is actually really charming. Like he's very cute. And you're like, oh, cute. I'm behind. I can get behind this guy. And as this movie progresses, you're like, actually, I just want to like throw you to the curb. <laughs> Yes, it's so romantic. You're like, oh, this is going to be a charming X-Relapse movie. And then you're like, no, this is a movie in which Alison Brie is about to ruin someone's wedding. But also you're like, if I were Kiersey Clemens, I would have serious issues with my fiance, like about to be my husband in a matter of like 48 hours. Like this guy going off on purpose to reconnect with his ex. But I don't think she ever finds that out. I agree that I have a big problem with that, but I, I don't think she ever knows. I know, but like he should have a problem with this. Yes, totally outside of their, like, macro issues. It's like, this feels like a sign that you're not sure about your decision. Yeah, like, if you decide, if you find out your ex is in town, you rush off suddenly and reconnect with her, spend a whole night with her. Like, it's yeah. romantic. When she tries to kiss you, It's it should not be a surprise. It's completely warranted. You're like, this is the energy of the entire montage we have just this watched. This is the vibe. It is now sunrise, sir. You spent <laughs> all night with her. Where does she think he was? Oh my God, I don't know. Like, I kind of have no problem. I mean, rushing does make it sound bad. I'm, I'm even okay with him, like, seeing the thing and being like, oh, so weird she's in town. Or even how bizarre on the eve of my wedding and, like, going and having a little chat with her. But that should, the time they spend together in the bar should be, like, the entire interaction. Yes. And or yes. it should immediately go into, like, oh, I'm working for my dad. I built a house where I live with the woman I am about to marry. Wouldn't you like to meet her? She's great. I think you'd get along. Yes. What have you been doing for the last 10 years? Oh, here are my work accomplishments. Also, I am about to be wed. <laughs> Funny you should come in on the exact weekend of my wedding. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's a very deliberate omission, especially as people who have now both planned weddings, because you're like, it's not like it slipped his mind. No, 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 no. He's no. not exactly been really free this week. And this was not a small wedding. Many family and friends came from out of town to attend this event. This is a big fucking deal. They had to take a minibus to the hotel. Anyway, I I just can't, I can't get behind what he did. He's very handsome and charming, but by the end of the movie, you're like, you do not deserve... Well, at this point, you and Alison Brie might deserve each other, but you do not yes. deserve Kiersey Clemens. Correct. Correct. And the big issue with Kiersey Clemens is that she is like, yeah, I'm just going to stop touring with my pretty successful band. Kudos to her friends, by the way, the best characters in this film. Yes. And she's like, yeah, I think we're just going to, I'm just going to stop because he doesn't want me to continue touring, which I was like, huge red flag. Huge. 
Oh, did she say that explicitly? I feel like she was just, I, at first, because we thought this was a fake town, we were like, where is this? And we were like, oh, it looks like maybe Seattle. And then she's like, no, 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 the band's in Seattle. And I was like, so not that close to Seattle. Well, I don't know if she says it explicitly that it's because of him, but we do get that she is just going to like live there because it's important to him. Yeah, he wants to be really close to his parents, which also down the street, guys. Yeah, seriously. I mean, maybe it's a really <laughs> big property. Maybe. <laughs> to be fair, his family seems lovely. Although I will say they don't seem not intrusive based on the fact that mom invites his ex-girlfriend to film the wedding. <laughs> Correct. Um, and also for reference, I just looked it up and Leavenworth is about two hours and change from Seattle. So I can see why she's like, this is not ideal, but like move an hour away. Yeah. They could just compromise in some way that will make her happy in addition to him. Yes. And that combined with her being like, in some ways, a younger version of his ex are not great. No, it's also pretty weird because... There's a scene where Alison Brie is recording Talking Heads, like the night before the wedding, like they're having a little, it's not really a rehearsal dinner, it's like a party. And he comes out and they record a Talking Head with him. And she asks him, why do you like, like what is so, like what you want so special about the bride? And he says these things, but he's looking directly at Alison Brie. So it feels like he's talking about Alison Brie and not about his soon-to-be wife. Yes, I forgot that the, like, him and Alison Brie endgame energy does not end at the beginning. Yeah, and it really feels gross. It, it doesn't feel like he wants to marry Kiersey Clemens because she's Kiersey Clemens. It feels like he wants to marry Kiersey Clemens because she's cool and she's there. Yeah. And because she wants to have a baby with him. Yes, it's like... Everything he liked about Alison Brie minus the things he didn't, which to be fair, sometimes like the person that you find is like in a positive way, a mix of things you liked about other people. Right, right. But I, it doesn't feel positive. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, I'm not sold exactly on the two of them getting married at the end and having a happy life, but like maybe they will. I mean, I think it's suggested that they will, and, like, maybe it's true, but really what they just need is, like, Alison Brie as far away as possible. Exactly. And for him to go to therapy. Oh, well, yeah. There is a moment where he and Alison Brie, like, both apologize to each other, and I was like, okay, well, one of you at this point has a lot more to be sorry for than the other. Yes. And the other has a lot to be sorry for, but not to you. And I will say that Kiersey Clemens does kiss Alison Brie fully on the mouth, but it's not, it's not it's sexy. It's like a weird thank you. It's just, yeah, it's literally, and then they fall asleep in the same bed and then Alison Brie is trying to like sneak out in the morning. And that was funny. That was funny. I did like when she was like, you know, cause she's now revealed like all of her terrible choices and Kiersey Clemens is like, you should definitely go. And Alison Brie's like, should I just like wait 30 seconds though? Cause he just left. <laughs> yes. I did enjoy that. And I like that, I, I like that basically Alison Brie was like, yeah, my, ba my bad. I was the one who got your terrible homophobic parents to come. Um, and Kiersey Clemens is like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yes. It was, I mean, I was about to say to be fair, but I was like, there's no to be fair about this. Um, I don't think it's at all clear what kind of terrible they are. And that seems actually interesting because I assume that the groom's surprise is that like he's surprised because of his own wonderful family, probably how much it's possible for parents to suck. Yeah. 
But there was a moment where I couldn't read him and I was like, is he surprised she's queer? No, no, no. I don't know. Not at all. I don't think She's so. very open about it. So I was like, I would think that he would know. But again, they've only known each other six months. And I, she's afraid true. to tell him all sorts of things about her hopes and dreams. Yeah. I was a little surprised that she wasn't like, yeah, we're estranged because my parents are horrifically homophobic and I would like them to not be at the wedding. Instead, she just tells him that she sent them an invite and they declined to come. Yes. She also should not have lied to him. Yeah. I mean, I think she does say, like, they'll just be glad that you're a man, which I do relate to. But, uh, you know, that alone does not deliver the hateful energy of these parents. Yeah, they're pretty bad. It's not just, uh, like, about her sexuality. I feel like it's also... Yeah, they were so bad that I almost expected them to say something racist, even though they are in an interracial marriage. (laughs) Like, that was the vibe. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was so like a, I knew it'd be like this, like, your mom had to persuade me to come. It's like, yeah, like no remorse, like no, like, oh, like, you know, we wanted to see our daughter, like nothing. It was just like terrible. Like orphanage villain parents. Yes, it was bad. (laughs) So I think we've actually now covered all of my worst. (laughs) It was how many women have you tried to trap into living next door to your parents? Oh, no, these are not good parents. And one of you has a lot more to be sorry for than the other. Yeah. Oh, and at one point, one of them pukes, but... Yes, I <laughs> I was like, oh, cat's not going to like that. You also didn't like the puking cat on the plane, did you? Oh, no, no. But really, that was just like, ugh, what a A familiar nightmare. and haunting sound <laughs> of a wretched cat. <laughs> what a terrible species. <laughs> I did love how she loved her cat. Yes, although I was a bit like, does mom have a setup for this cat? Because she literally shows up with the cat and just like lets him loose into the house. You know what? Get him a litter box. He'll be fine. There are no other cats in the house. Seemingly, yes. But I was just like, is there already a setup here? Because I have to say, it doesn't seem like Alison Brie is a very attentive visiting child. (laughs) Or frequently visiting child. Yeah. Like, there's also a thread, which which is, like, very lightly addressed. I'm actually fine with it. But, like, of her mom just being like, I thought you came so we could hang out. And she was like, sorry, I'm, like, so busy trying to get my ex back. <laughs> um, I also thought that the Alison Brie, like, passion for, like, filming a nudist documentary was kind of, like, a weird touch. I think they did it because it was, like, they thought it would be, like, a funny runner. But I didn't think it was... It didn't strike the right tone. It was like both too earnest and like, and also like too stupid. And also not like funny in itself exactly. Like I was like, I don't know what kind of angle about like nudity. Yeah, like it, there wasn't like a, there wasn't like an Alison Brie is like really passionate about nudism. I mean, like a little bit. Kiersey asked like, were you a nudist? She was like, yes. Oh, I think I, but like, I'm not sure I, yeah, I, I maybe it caught like, part of that conversation where I was like distracted by Steffi or something like during this part I did catch a little bit of this and it was like something about her in college and like streaking it's greatly I think that she might actually say that she was it but it's unclear it doesn't feel like that was a lifestyle thing like the documentary thing greatly yeah. overshadows it yeah I think they could have picked something else like I, I think you could have like replaced nudism with like furries and it would have been like marginally more like would have like made a little more sense like in a joking context context or something i was indifferent i was like i could really take or leave this nudist thread i did have a moment of oh i guess this is an amazon movie so you don't have to worry about ratings yeah um 
I'm trying to think of anything else that I had to say about this film. I don't think so. I was just like, this wedding seems like a blast. Kiersey Clemens seems really cool, like, as always. Um, the only drag of this whole weekend is fucking Alison Brie <laughs> showing up. I think my only notes were like, I'm enjoying that semi-charmed life is like the theme song of this film. Love that. Um, there was, oh, there's a moment where she's meeting with her boss, Amy Sedaris. Oh, I thought that was her agent. Oh, is it? Oh, you might be right. But they go on a whole run about like Diz Hurt Locker. And I was like, this joke requires me to know what the Hurt Locker is about. (laughs) I just know it's like a military film. Well, based on the joke, I was like, explosives, I guess. But yes, they are they are that kind of squad, apparently, which I had to Wikipedia today. Oh, I think in my head I've mixed it up with Black Hawk Down. Or like a Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, like they're just all like war. Yes, like war movies of a certain flavor that came out yeah. when we were under a certain age and therefore didn't watch or don't remember. Can't differentiate between. Um. Anyway, yes, it seems to be about like either like a bomb disposal squad or like uh you know what don't listen to me they're explosives (laughs) but there's like a callback but i was like do younger people watching this film remember this movie or have any idea what it is about yeah like do young people know a lot about the hurt locker no the answer is no because you and i were both stumped and we're not even that young anymore yeah but i am also like really bad about what is cool these days so i don't know that's true. It could be like all of our horrible 90s, 2000s clothing. It could be coming back around. Yeah. Huge mistake, by the way. Huge. Um, so what were your best scenes? I didn't write down a ton. I liked I wasn't here to make friends. I was here to make flans. I liked that. That was really funny. Because that was in the beginning of the movie, I thought this movie was going in a great and definitely funnier direction than it was. Well, I think, yeah, around then is when Matt was like, is this movie going to be great? And I was like, "Mm, great. But also I've been burned by like the majority of the movies we've watched. (laughs) Facts. The other thing I enjoyed is that the way that Jay Ellis originally knows to go stalk her at this bar is that Alison Brie runs into a classmate who then like Instagrams like, oh, like our famous like former classmate who she doesn't remember him. But both he and I think later it's Danny Pudi allude to the fact that they like once kissed in eighth grade, like probably during a game of something. I forget. But I did love the like very relatable thing of Danny Pudi being like, didn't you kiss him in eighth grade? And she's like, apparently, because there's so many things now that you're like, I will never forget this. And then you discover later that like people are like, oh, yeah, remember what? No, I have no memory. (laughs) I don't know who this person is. I don't know what happened at this occasion. I have no memory of this occasion. Uh, recently someone followed me on Instagram and I was like, I had to text someone who, this person was in my grade. The person I texted was not in our grade. And it turned out to be one of those, like, they've gotten married and changed their names. So I was like, oh, who on earth is this human being? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually shocking the number of people from high school who apparently like follow me on Instagram that I I, I have never thought about. I think it's because it does that, like, you might know thing. Yeah. But... Because I'm not super active on social, like, I don't know what everyone's new name is. 
No, I have no idea. And also, the funniest thing to me recently has been like looking on Facebook and seeing like so many people I went to high school with having like changed their names and me being like, what was their original name? Like, you would think that you went to school with this person for like 12 years. Like, you wouldn't forget. But no, I have. This was a situation where I did remember the person once their previous name was mentioned to me. <laughs> but otherwise, gun to my head, I would just been like, this is a stranger. <laughs> also, look, the little like thumbnail, like if their profile is private and the little like thumbnail is really small, like I, I don't know. But the funny thing about this is that like, I have a pretty good memory. Like between us, it's much more common that I'm like, oh, remember this? And you're like, no, I do not remember this. No, Alex says I, my memory is a sieve. I remember like almost nothing. I remember apparently I've forgotten so many key moments of our relationship. She's like, what the hell? But it's just like until... I guess there's clearly like a statute of limitations because I think like 10 years ago, I could remember like all my teachers and class schedules and and stuff growing up and all of that information is now gone oh yeah 100 percent. goodbye and it's like has so much happened to me yes and no but i've retained information about when pidgey evolves like yes, <laughs> correct why do I, why have i retained like my like <laughs> my knowledge of the original 101 pokemon or 151 Pokemon. Like, why Why is that information still lodged in my brain? To be fair, that information has remained more consistently relevant to you than some people yes. from high school. You're very correct. So, I guess it's yeah. fine. Did you notice, though, that Alison Brie, the number of, uh, speaking of high school friends or whatever, um, did you notice that all the people that Alison Brie runs into in that town who she used to know are all men? Was there not someone else at the wedding? No, there were no, as far as I could tell, there were no women that she ran into at the wedding. Huh. They set it up, they set up this film so that she, like, the women that she connects with are, like, her assistant, her mom, and Kiersey Clemens. Are you saying that was deliberate? I don't know if that was deliberate. It felt deliberate. I mean, she doesn't run into that many people, though. She like, it's just, like, it's like three him or four. and Danny Pudi. Yeah. And then that guy in the bar. There's another guy at the um, at the wedding, at the like the river rafting situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of the like not like other girls energy. Yeah, that vibe. Where it's like, yeah, the one really cool girl I knew who was just too cool. So she left. So then I had to find another one. But at least Kiersey Clemens does seem to have friends. Yes, Kiersey Clemens actually has pals. <laughs> There is some great, like, subtle whatever, which you rarely get in true rom-coms, of, like, just the women there being like, what is she doing? And, like, having each other's backs of, like, we're just going to cover this situation, see how that's going. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to think of my bests. Um, I really enjoyed the dessert island situation. I enjoyed, I enjoyed her with the cat, actually. I kind of liked the ending. I was like, for a rom-com, maybe we could watch the sequel? (laughs) With her and the guy? I could be interested in that relationship, although I'm unclear whether she employs him. Yeah. Also unclear. Maybe he's just collaborating with her. Could be. Yeah, I was also like the sequel of Alison Brie Only Dates Non-White Men. (laughs) Like, I'm about that. Um, All right, so we cover worse. Uh, What would you... Oh, how many people of color? A lot. 
Jay Ellis, Kiersey Clemens. There was the the other the secondary the the love interest guy from Kelvin like, Yu. Yep. Um, I think Kiersey Clemens' friends. I think one of them is Danny Pudi. Yep. There were like a bunch of like other like wedding random guests. other people. The assistant actually, which I didn't realize yeah. until the end. Um. Yeah, I have little things that say like, oh, uh, the terrible mom. I did enjoy. So the two execs in the beginning are Sam Richardson and Zoe Chow, who we just watched in the previous movie. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I like how sometimes you get these runs of like overlapping actors. Yeah. Where you watch like three fun. in a row. You're like, why is this person in all these movies that are coming out? Good for them. Good year for them. Yeah. Zoe Chow seems like she's doing a lot. Good for her. Um, what would you rate this film? Um, I don't know. I forgot to do that part. <laughs> okay. I'll say that as a film, I'd probably give it like a six. As a rom-com, it's like I would rate it lower. A two, a one. It wasn't. It's just not a rom-com. Like It's not a rom-com. Um, yeah, I would not watch it if you're looking for a romantic good time. If you're on a plane and you're bored, I would say this is a decent watch. Yeah, I would say like, oh, I guess this would average to like a four, but that feels low. Maybe we'll say this is like a a five experience. Sure. Like overall, you're not going to have a phenomenal time, I think. You're not going to have a bad time. It was fun to be like, oh, tiny community reunion. Yeah, that was cute. It was decent. Yeah, five-ish semi-charmed lives. Five-ish, do not invite your ex to your weddings. (laughs) Or do not let your mother invite your ex to your weddings. Yes, five-ish. Alison Brie, the appropriate response would have been like, oh, sorry, I just can't. I promised my mom I would literally anything. Yep. <laughs> yep. To be fair, his mother was extremely insistent. That's true. But like, aside from the fact of like inviting your serious ex to like the ex to your son's wedding um there's also like what was the mom going with this like what was she trying to do i think she thought at least until allison brie contradicted her she thought that they had like reconnected in like the harmless platonic way that you and i modeled earlier in this podcast (laughs) and that in the manner of an old friend or cousin she had been invited to the rehearsal dinner okay all right fair but it's not cool Yeah, and also to spring a last-minute guest on a couple on the eve of their wedding. Like, my God, I would have murdered someone. The vibe of this wedding is pretty chill, but still. But she was shelling out so much money to take them all to that hotel. Anyway, we have some fun stuff coming up um, because we basically perused a list after our last recording to be like, ooh, what can we watch soon? I would like to note that I really appreciate that all of these rom-coms are coming out at an appropriate time. Like, this came out in February, unlike Poor Bros, which was released during, like, Halloween season. I hope that the trailers for the other one are more accurate to what the experience (laughs) of the film will be like, because I really felt like this one took me for a ride. I thought maybe it was going to be, like, a poly situation, which I thought would have been wild and cool. I thought, I mean, I didn't think she was going to run off with Kirsty Clemens, but I truly hoped in my heart of hearts that she was gonna. And that obviously didn't happen. It would have been the superior film. Like, I would have been happier even if just Kirsty Clemens had left. Exactly. If she had been like, fuck this situation, you guys deserve each other goodbye. I'm not unsympathetic to any of jay alice's situation but it's just it's not good you you need more time 
Yeah, you're not ready for this commitment, sir. Not to like, you know, just like stop like Ted Mosbying around and like figure <laughs> your shit out. That's such a funny coincidence. I recently rewatched some Highway Brother. I-, I don't know if I can. I-, I feel like maybe I would just want to reach through the screen and punch Ted for like what he's about to do to me in the future. <laughs> <sighs> he did not know his show was going to keep getting renewed, okay? <laughs> For the first, you know, two to four seasons, he's just living his life at a regular pace, thinking that his 20s are going to come to fruition. Before it, like, slows to, like, a snail's crawl. Anyway, honestly, though, there's some wonderful early stuff that I'd kind of forgotten about. I was like, I forgot how well, like, this season one ending is. I, yeah, the first two seasons, I I think, are, like, really great. And I love Stella. Anyway, not to turn this into the How I Met Your Mother podcast. Is there one? Ooh. Ooh. I will say How I Met Your Mother, more of a rom-com than this film. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Follow us on our social media and we will be back next month with another rom-com. Hopefully this time an actual rom-com. And we hope you're having a great day. Bye. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at, at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.